This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Father, we want to thank you. Lord, one thing we know beyond reasonable doubt is you are a good God. You are faithful. You are kind. You love us so much that we cannot understand how or why. But Lord, today we come with gratitude. Lord, you have not left us alone. You have given us your word to guide and to lead us to reveal you unto us. So today as we look into your word of life, Jehovah, please speak to us. Holy Spirit, teach us the word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. So today, we, I, I told you a few weeks ago that uh, on the flight to Nigeria, God spoke to me, gave me two sermons. And uh, I was debating which one to do first, but I've done one. This is the, <laughs> this is the other one. And this one, I know for a fact, I'm not going to be able to finish today. Uh, so is, this is going to be ultimately, it's going to go in series. And uh, the title of this series is Honoring God. Honoring God. And uh, today's basically introduction, if you may. Uh, but I, I trust that the Lord will speak to us uh, in Jesus' name. You know, honor is a word, uh, the, the sermon note is already on the church app, so you can follow along. Honor is a word we use frequently. We use it in our everyday conversation. So it's not a word that we are not familiar with. It's something I am confident that we are familiar with. Uh, so I, I can say something to the effect that it is my honor, you know, to be before you and speak to you today. You know, when I say that, what do I mean? I'm saying it's a privilege for me to be in front of you. I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly. Amen? When you use honor like that, what you're doing is that is honor as a, as a, as a noun. As a noun. But when we're talking about honoring God today, I'm talking about honoring God using honor as a verb. What's the difference? Uh, a noun is the name of a place or a thing and stuff like that. But a verb is an action word. If, you, if something is a verb, there must be commensurate action that follow. If there is no action, take for example, I say I love you. When I say I love you, <laughs> there must be things that I'm doing that will reveal and confirm to you that guess what? I love you and I truly do love you. I hope you know that. And I hope my actions have been commensurate <laughs> to reveal that. So as we're talking about honoring God today, uh, and for the next uh, couple of weeks, we'll be talking about honoring God as a verb, an action, something that we do that shows our honor of God. So the big question we have is if honor has to do with what you do, right, I, I'm doing stuff, and what I'm doing is letting you know that I love you. How do I love or honor someone I cannot see? 
Is it possible to honor someone you cannot see? I say yes, it's very, very possible. Uh, when we went home for my father-in-law's uh, funeral, uh, there were some things my wife insisted on that this must happen, that must happen, because I want to do it in the honor of the memory of my father. Even though he's gone home to be with the Lord, she wants to do certain things in his in the memory of his, in honor of his memory. You can tell that uh, English is not my first language because I almost, <laughs> I almost twisted everything there. <laughs> you know what? Let's come back here now. <laughs> I, I praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And one of the things that is also in place is right now there is a foundation that has been set up at the College of Pharmacy at the University of Ibadan, Nigeria, in honor of his memory. So there are things you can do to honor someone that you cannot see. So when we talk about honoring God, the question I put there, if you are following along in the notes, is how can I honor God? And I want to share a few thoughts with us this morning. Number one, I can honor God with my obedience. I can honor God with my obedience. Exodus chapter 19 and verse 5. Exodus 19 and verse 5. He says, now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on the earth. For all the earth belongs to what? To me. So God desires and requires that we are obedient to him. When we obey him, what we're doing is we're honoring him. A child that disobeys the parent has dishonored the parent. It's a direct corollary. So when we obey God, it's an act of our honor and worship of God. So when I hear people say things like, oh, nobody can do that. This is the 21st century. This is this. This is that. Well, I have news for you. Uh, the, the United States Constitution changes, right? They, may, they do amendments, second amendments, you know, and all those kind of things. But the word of God is the same. In fact, when you think about it deeply, you will appreciate God more. That he gave us something, a tenet for us to follow. He didn't leave us hanging. He didn't make it subjective. That, okay, so the people in the first century, they will live like this, and then the people in the 20th, 21st century are exempt. Amen? One of the ways we honor God is by obeying God. When we obey him, we honor him. John uh, chapter 15, you read uh, 10 uh, and then 14, 23, to, and 24. Jesus is demonstrating obedience to God as an honor of his father. In John 15, verse 10, it says, When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. So it, what God is asking of you and of me it's not asking something extraneous, something way out of this world. Even his only begotten son was subjected to the same thing that we are required to do. So obedience is one way 
we can show our love and honor for God. Let me jump quickly. Uh, Let's read uh, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 33. I'm reading from the uh, New International Version, NIV. It says, walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. It's a command. And when when we obey him, we are honoring him. We're honoring him. The question I, I would hope you are asking yourself is, in what areas am I dishonoring God by my disobedience? Amen? It's different from, for everybody. So we, there's no someone that will, capture, <laughs> that will capture everybody. But right now, as we're speaking, as I'm speaking, what I would like you to do is begin to think, in what areas am I disobedient? And I want you to understand that disobedience equals dishonor. Amen? See, it went quiet. And somebody is saying in their mind, ha, is this not Thanksgiving service? Pastor, slow down now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Uh, this is an important step. You know, obedience. Uh, but for me, I... I believe it's possible for you to obey, you know, without really surrendering, right? It's, you just do it as a matter of duty. That's what they have said. Let me just do it, right? So I said, this is an important step. The scripture encourages, encourages us to believe, but I have realized that it is possible to obey without believing or trusting. Right? If I say, let everybody stand up, let's rise up, because you don't want to look bad. <laughs> you can stand up, but in your heart, you are sitting as that. What's with me? Stand up, sit down, stand. What's wrong with them? Is this a yoga class? You know, let's just sit down. We can hear you. Okay, sitting down. But you will stand, but in your heart, you are not standing. So it's possible to obey without really believing in the instruction or. Anything else. So anyway, I say that to say that um, it's an important first step, but there's something deeper than obedience. Number two, uh, and those blanks, uh, you can fill in the blanks there. Number two is humility. Humility. We're talking about how do I honor God with my life? Number one is my obedience. I obey the scriptures. I obey the word of the Lord. I honor God when I do that. Number two is my humility. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. The Bible says, So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, it will lift you up in honor. Praise the Lord. And the Bible tells us very clearly about Jesus, Philippians chapter 2. The Bible says he, made, he humbled himself and made himself of no reputation. And the scripture tells us, it said, let this same mind be in you. 
right? Meaning Jesus came to set the example for us. You know, the antonym or the opposite of humility is pride. And the scripture shows us what pride can do in anyone's life. Please open to Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14, we read verses 12 through 14. Pride is dangerous. The book of Proverbs tells us that uh, <laughs> pride goes before a fall. Yes? That's scripture. Listen to this. First and not first, uh, Isaiah chapter 14 from verse 12. Say, how, uh, how you are fallen from heaven, O shining star. If you read this in the old King James, it says, O Lucifer. So the one, the morning star here, <laughs> the shining star here is the devil himself, Satan. He said, how you are falling from heaven, O shining star. And Lucifer means light bearer. So the way we know Satan today is not the way Satan started. Pride will transform an individual's life. Let's continue reading. He said, the son of, son of the morning, you have been thrown down to the earth you who destroyed the nations of the world. For you said to yourself, this is the reason why that happened to him. You said to yourself, I will ascend to heaven and set my throne above God's stars. I will preside on the mountain of the gods far away in the north. I will climb to the highest heavens and be like the most high. Pride is a destroyer. Pride is a destroyer. We don't have time for this because that's not what we're talking about today. But Lucifer, when he was the shining star, he was the leader of the choir in heaven. In fact, some Bible commentators have said that when Lucifer just rocks his body. His body is made up of instru musical instruments. If he just does this, his melody. If he wiggles his leg, it's some fine harmony. He was such a beautiful angel. The Bible calls him the, what? Shining star. But pride came. He said, I want to be like God. I want to be like God. I don't know how many of us remember, but Pastor Cole told us uh, during the workers' retreat. He said, if you pray for me for anything, pray for humility. Pride is a destroyer. Humility honors God. When we honor God by our, con uh, uh, we honor God by our conduct. So at work, in, in the marketplace, like Pastor Cole mentioned that last Sunday, in the marketplace, the things we do are important. So when we talk about obedience and humility, all the stuff we're talking about, we're not talking about you in a church setting. Well, it includes church setting, but it's not limited and restricted to church setting. So I just do what they say. It's talking about my life as a whole. Right? And many people like to compartmentalize their lives. My church life, 
my work life. But excuse me, you have one life. Hey, you have one life. If you have multiple personality disorder, that's a disease. Say, this is the way I am in church. This is the way I am at home. This is the way I am at work. There's a problem there. If, if in church, they say, oh, he's such a humble person. You shouldn't be a proud person at home. That's multiple disorder. Multiple personality disorder. How can we know you to be a humble, patient somebody, and then your wife says, ah, very impatient, very proud, or your husband? However that goes. <laughs> but we must honor God with the way we conduct ourselves. First Peter chapter 2, verse 12. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12. He said, be careful to live properly among unbelievers, your unbelieving neighbors. Right? He said, then, then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. What's he saying? The way I live my life is important. You know, don't say, oh, no, this is not church. We have left church. This is business now. This is not church. Don't, don't bring church here. Well, whose are you? Whose are you? Whose are you? Very quickly, let's, let's jump to uh, the third uh, point there. Like I said, I know we're not going to finish. You know. uh, number three, how do I honor God? So number one, we said I honor God through my obedience. Number two, I honor God through my humility. Number three, I honor God through my worship. Through my worship. The Hebrew word here is uh, shakar. Shakar. And shakar simply means to, to bow down, to lay prostrate before him, to be totally surrendered and lost in his presence. It can include singing, but it just means a total yielding and surrendering to the Almighty God. You know, I'm to your will, yes, sir. To your word, yes, sir. Go, yes, sir. Sit, yes, sir. Be quiet, yes, sir. But I'm wrong, but I'm right. I know, be quiet, yes, sir. That's my worship. My worship is the, the, the entirety of my living and my being. So when we say let's now be, let's lift up our hands and begin to worship, that's not what worship is limited to. It's part of it. Because that's what we do in the place of worship. You know, a friend told me <laughs> uh, many years ago, you know, he said, when you are worshiping God as a man, you know, during a service, men should not be scattering themselves, you know, like a woman. You know, you are crying and you are lifting hand and then you are prostrating. You know, <laughs> I guess my wife is probably the only one that knows this about me. When I hear something and it's just too foolish for me to comprehend, I don't respond. There's no point. Because if I say anything, he, has, he, he will begin to argue. I don't have time for contention. 
He said, worship. Worship, the act of worship when it, is, when it has to do with singing or, or any of those kind of things, it includes you. You are prostrate before him. That's what the word means. You are prostrate before him. You lay flat in his presence and you are adoring him. You are in awe of him. You pay homage to him. And you know, for us in the redeemed Christian church of God, all over the world, first Sunday of the month is Thanksgiving. A time for us to just absolutely turn to him and say, you did it. You did it. You did it all. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's not because I'm smart. You did it, and I've come to acknowledge that you did it. Therefore, I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You alone, you alone deserve it. You alone, and no one else but you. You deserve it. You deserve it. You are God. That's why we give thanks. You know, so... this has to do with temperament sometimes. You know, some people are just not very boisterous, you know, so they are just cool, calm, and collected, but in their heart, they have exploded, you know, they are just worshiping God. In fact, if, I mean, their heart is just so exciting. But it can be as a matter of because I'm a man, I can't lift up holy hands, or I'm too dignified, I can't do this, I can't do that. There's something wrong with that picture. One of the ways we honor God is with our worship. Our worship. Part of our worship is our service. And that's the next point we're going to talk about. Part of our worship is what? Our service. Service to God. Service to humanity. Our service to God. God has endowed us individually with unique skills. Amen? Amen? Unique skills. There are some things you can do better than anybody else. Just the way you are. Why? Because God has so wired you. That is why there's no room for pride. There's really no room for pride. You know, the example I like to give is uh, Brother Ayo. Brother Ayo currently is the reigning champion. He's the tallest man in Salvation Center. Excuse me. What did he do to be the tallest man? Did he eat more beans than you? This <laughs> That's an African thing. They think the, we used to think the more beans you eat, the taller you will grow. You know? Ire is taller than her mom already. Huh? She drank more milk. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? So whatever it is you have, whatever ability, whatever skills God has given you. You know, in in 1 Corinthians, there's a scripture that says, what is it that you have that you have not been given? He said, if then you have been given that thing, why are you acting as though there's nobody like you? The people that have lost their minds, what have you done better than them that you have it together? Does that make sense? So God has endowed us individually with certain unique skills and ability. And if 
So another example is this. So you come to church, you see some things not in place, you know. A lot of times, the things you see, the defects, the problems you are able to identify, you are able to see because you have certain gifting in that area. You know, sometimes, they put your hands together for our choir. Don't be hating now. We'll put your hands together for them. These this folks, are they're bad to the bones. Love you plenty. They're bad to the bones. But nobody is above error. Yeah? Sometimes they go, they miss it. You know, they just step aside in the note. But half the time, it rarely happens, but I bet you that there are some of you that didn't even notice anything was wrong. You know what? You are not gifted in that area. You are just in the spirit worshiping the Lord. <laughs> you are just lost in the spirit worshiping God. But if somebody that is so gifted was present, as they lifted up their hands just worshiping God, and then they just missed the key, the, the person will open their eyes. What happened? What happened? You know? And then they, they catch themselves again and say, Lord, I just leave them alone. Let me just worship you. <laughs> you know why? Because God has gifted you uniquely. So my point on that is this. If God has so uniquely blessed you, why don't you use it for the benefit of others? Don't let, don't take up employment with Satan and become everybody's critique. They say, who are the people that swept this floor? Did they mop? Did they really mop? He said, if they, are, if they mop, then they are blind. Maybe you should join the sanctuary keepers and, you know, lend a hand. Do you understand what I'm saying? Don't let the enemy give you an assignment that is not yours. Use your gift to honor God. So right now, we're, we're, we're kicking off the building uh, project. I don't know anything about building. I've never built a house before. I, they build the house, I buy it. I don't know the process. But we are willing and ready to take it on. Why? We love God. And we know it's going to benefit humanity. So we're going to do the project. But if you are so gifted, then this is an opportunity for you to serve. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10 says, whatever you do, do well. I shared something on the Men of Valor platform uh, yesterday, uh, a speech by uh, Martin Luther King, Dr. Dr. King. You know, he was talking about um, the blueprint of your life. You need three basic things, Right? Three basic things. And one of the things he said is you must identify your life's work. You, what, what am I about? And once you have identified it, do it well. Do it excellently. Do it so well that it becomes the talk of life. Say, wow. Wow. Sister Betty is so good at this. You know, many of you don't know this. <laughs> So there was a day, a while back, I entered the, the kitchen. 
And I was like, what happened here? Did Sister Betty come here? They said, yes. I said, I know. <laughs> when it comes to organizing, arranging, and cleaning, and setting up, I'm yet to know anybody that does it better than her. Fact, that's the part where you clap. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, so she's good at that. And when she's doing it so effortlessly, she, she will just be in the kitchen from morning till night. Until that place is cleaned up, she's not going anywhere. Nobody asks her anything. You know, but once she sees it, instead of complaining, she fixes it. She fixes it. Whatsoever you do, do well. For when you go to the grave, there will be no work or planning or knowledge or wisdom. So one thing that is certain, the Bible says, it is appointed unto man wants to die. We are all going to die. Can we now get an amen? amen? Don't be in denial. If we don't die, you don't go to heaven. How do you get to heaven? Unless Jesus comes and raptures us. You know? But if we are not alive when Jesus comes, we're going to die. So when I die, he's saying death is not a place of work. It's a place of rest for believers. It's a time of rest. But whilst you are yet alive, work, serve humanity. Do, I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where's Joshua? Okay. Joshua and the crew and the office staff, they were busy giving out food. We had, uh, I believe it was an 18-wheeler that brought the food. Yeah? Nobody? No? 18-wheeler, thank you. It was an 18-wheeler, brought a load of food, tons of food. Josh put it on his uh, Facebook page, and before you knew it, <laughs> the queue... The cars that were parked was from here all the way up the street. A lot of people dropped what they were doing and came to help. It's a service to humanity. The people they were serving, they don't know. They may never see them again. You know, somebody just saw an ad on Facebook, free food. <laughs> Let's go there. <laughs> free food. I sign, sign me up. Use what God has given you for the benefit of others. You know, whatever God has given you, use it not just for you to eat and sit on it. Use it for the benefit of others. And finally, uh, number five, and I'm going to stop here. Uh, this would be a good point to stop. We'll kick it off from there uh, the next time. All right. <clears throat> Submission. We're talking about how do I honor God with my life. If I love him, I will submit to him. Amen? I love submission because for you to submit, it requires an act of your will. I can obey without submitting. Right? You tell me to do it, I don't want trouble, I just do it. Do I agree with you? Probably not. I may not even have any respect or regard for you, but I just, 
I just do it. Let me give you an example. <laughs> when you're driving on the freeway, I don't, I, well, thank God you are wearing masks, so <laughs> I will see your expression. You're going on the freeway. Clearly, it is marked 60 miles an hour. Right? But you are going 70, 65. Ah. Somebody said 85 on 60. That's, uh, that's high level. High level. But uh, wait, let's come back now. So you're going above the speed limit. Let's just put it like that. And all of a sudden, up front, up front, you see Popo. You slow down. Is it an act of your will to slow down? The act of your will is to overspeed and go beyond speed limit. That's what you want to do. But when you saw that police uh, patrol car, you slowed down, you obeyed the rule. Not because you, 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 are, you, are, you are under submission to anything. You, you just don't want a ticket. The consequence is what you are afraid of. <laughs> so, when it comes to honoring God, you obey, right? You humble yourself. What's the third one? Worship. Fourth. Service. Submission. You add all of that together. I don't think it's one thing in particular that you do that honors God. It's a combination of things. What if I... There's no way I submit I don't worship. Do you understand what I'm saying? I believe the Deep, a deeper level to everything is this aspect of submission. And I, there are a few synonyms of uh, submission that I looked up. It says yielding, capitulation, surrender. The reason I like this is when you look at one of the Greek words that is translated submit or submission, you know, what it means exactly is to yield. As an act of your will. You know, it's not right or wrong or this or that, but I yield my will. I surrender. I bring myself. I subordinate myself by an act of my will. When I live like that, to obey God will not be an issue for me. You know why? I have made my will subordinate to the will of God. Listen to what Jesus said. Luke chapter 22 verse 42. He said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup of suffering away from me. And then he said, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. What is he doing? Is submitting to the will of God. What's he doing? He's saying, I, I surrender my will. I make my will what I want. I make it inferior to what you want. I surrender. I surrender. Why don't you rise to your feet this morning? We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. 
For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.